When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you tired of using Google Drive or Dropbox to send files to clients? Well, never get burned again with FilePass. I love and use FilePass exclusively for sending files to my clients. It's a cloud file sharing website specifically made by engineers for engineers. It's absolutely amazing. Go to mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash FilePass to check out the full feature list and subscribe today. Never lose another dime to burned projects. Happy mixing, my friends, and enjoy the show. One, two, three. Hello, and welcome back to the Mixing Music Podcast. I'm your host, DK, and with me today, our lovely co-host, Lou Moreno. He's not wrong. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> and uh another uh, another guest appearance from uh the famous dj ice oh yeah welcome welcome back welcome back we up in here okay last one we interviewed you and we talked about kind of your come-ups your story everything and uh this time it's gonna be a little bit different we're gonna be a little bit more technical oh, and i want to argue i want to like i want to argue about this i want to argue about stuff let's fight? talk about 808s Oh, and mixing 808s. I don't think we've done an episode specifically on 808s yet. There's Mortal Kombat about to happen. So first off, initial thoughts. When I say 808s and mixing, what do you think? Man, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah. So is, is, is mixing the 808 the favorite part of the It's the mix? best part of the beat. Oh, yeah. Best part of the beat is either going to be a kick drum or your 808. Yeah, hi-hat pattern could be cool. Don't get me wrong, it could offset, it could do some crazy things. You might catch me off guard if you got a fire hi-hat pattern. But if your 808 not wild, or it's not subby enough, or you don't got nothing booming, then like, where's the heartbeat of your song? Yeah. Where are you going to show me where I need to bob my head to? How are you going to show the women where they need to dance at? Like, how are you going to show us how to get the rhythm of how how you spin your lyrics? Like, But have you ever heard me mix a kazoo? I feel like you'd be blown away. Oh my gosh. The kazoo could be fire. However, if the kazoo ain't got a fire 808 underneath it, the kazoo's just gonna be like, yeah, man, we heard that we heard that kazoo in the mix, but I mean You know what? If anybody could ever make a kazoo an eight oh eight, I'd believe it to be Nels or Ice. (laughs) I believe it to be Nels first though. (laughs) (laughs) That was crazy. That's so awesome. I'm definitely sampling, bro, right after, though. I'm coming right back with <laughs> But I'm only doing an FL, because FL, FL, the drums hit harder. You know, so, I've been yeah. hearing about that, but let you know, I'm going to transition with that, too, because 
Uh, we have a couple questions that are out here that people want to know, and uh, one of them is the age-old debate of uh, soft clippers. Yo, listen, listen. The soft clipper be booming. Be metro booming? Metro booming. It be it be south side and all of it. Listen, <laughs> the soft clipper be booming if you know how to use a soft clipper. Like, if you use it for an effect, you're going to be great. If you just slapping it on and praying, you're probably going to have a bad time when it gets down to mixing stages. Uh-uh. But if you know how to use if you know how to use distortion and all that, yeah. you're gonna be fine. You treat it like with taste, like how a guitarist or a bassist would. Yeah, because that's why it's an, it's another instrument in itself. You try to bring out certain tonalities of it and all that. So the soft clipper brings out a little something in the brighter end. You feel me? Yeah, gives you a little bit more crunch. Everybody's listening. Everybody's listening. Everybody's listening to it on these, so it's like, does it matter? It's like, enough an iPhone for those of you who can't see that. It's an iPhone. Y'all gonna listen to it on these, so like... And if you have one like mine, DK's heard it, and we're always Yo, really disappointed in my Yours sounds like your your thing ripped, bro. The paper yeah, that it, was it the speaker is... fat one, is, and the speakers couldn't handle it. Is a broken ear canal of a speakerphone. That's what yeah. that phone is. But Yo, you know what? That's sounds what like I it's really drowning. know. I don't my phone is the singing. NS10 of phones. <laughs> the NS10 of phones. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to hear... An 808 cut through a mix, you got to get it to cut through my phone. Hey, so I got this reference point right here. If it don't get through this phone, it ain't going to hit in the club. <laughs> you know what? Uh, somebody once told me their, their reference point for, for a sub monitor was. Hmm. He said, I go to the bathroom at my house, and while the 808 is hitting, I'll look at the toilet bowl and see if I, I can see the ripples happening in my own home. He wanted to see some Jurassic Park shit in his toilet. Yo, in order I to make love, sure the 808 hit hard enough, I'm about, to cause I just enough found a whole new way to hit the toilet. Yo, actually, I just found a whole new way to check my 808s. Put a cup of water. For, for me, dude, the ultimate check for me. Shout out to Maycon for this one. Oh, Every God. time oh, I'm God. mixing drums or 808s or bass of some kind, low end in the studio, and I get it like to that point where you're like, okay, this is good. Like right when it hits right. Either volume or EQ or some shit, Macon will say, "Damn, DK, that's hitting so hard. I gotta pee now." Like, <laughs> it's like that bass just resonates, and he's like, "I gotta pee, bro." And I'm like, "That's when the bass is right." <laughs> so Damn, pee levels, that's crazy, man. So one of my favorite things to do on like 808 mixing, because I know a lot of people like to use limiters and things like that, which is, you know, it's cool with me, but uh just run it through tubes you know tube, like if tube, tube emulations cool. or hardware tube whatever you got um but voice, one of my favorite of things yeah voice, oh, <laughs> voice of god voice of god <laughs> but um one of the cool things was that um i used to have a demeter preamp which is basically a recording preamp specifically for bass instruments mm. so it only had like an instrument input no mic pre nothing like that but it was a nice tube one that i actually used to take everybody's 808s run it through that and it would actually give enough tube saturation to where the bass just cut through that much better but it still had that really really deep resonance that like you know a good 808 when you can feel it in your chair when it when Mm -hmm. you're just sitting down and even if you don't hear it the room just shook but in a very natural way like those those be the dangerous 808s 
Those would be the dangerous ones. So that Those seg- are the Rick Ross 808s. So that segues right into our second question um, by an anonymous intern. Uh, uh, the second question asked is, um, how do you make an 808 stand out in a mix? So, boom. And I learned this from the homie Matt Bricks. Y'all go follow Matt Bricks. Matt Bricks fire. Matt Bricks, I'd watch him mix his beats and broke game staged the most amazing way he took everything to zero. He took everything like below zero. Like he took everything to nothing. Hmm. And then brought out the melody and then brought out the 808. And then then tucked everything else, tucked everything else in. So the way that I kind of see mixing now when I approach it is the same way I kind of look at weed rolling. Mm-hmm. You laughing, but wait, wait, yeah, just I'm wait, just wait till I break. Come on, this is gonna be like the this new version good. of Pensado's suit. This is wait, starting to feel like wait till, uh, I, Joe, wait till Joe Rogan. Wait till I break it down. So <laughs> boom, I'm trying to smoke. What am I gonna need? And I'm gonna need maybe some papers. I'm gonna need some leaf. I'm gonna need some filters. I'm gonna need what else? I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need some, some more weed. I'm gonna need some weed. I'm gonna need some. I'm gonna need some fire. I need a lighter. It's a fact. Mm-hmm. So boom, I, I got all these ingredients. So I got my vocals. I got my background harmonies. I got, oh, I got this ad lib track that he did. Blah blah blah. So I got all my ingredients and everything like that. And I roll splits. That's why yeah. I said the leaf and the paper for everybody. The fuck this nigga need both? Uh, let me put you on something. So <laughs> get my little, get my little fronto, get my little leaf going. Boom, cut that. Roll up my filter. Boom, that's ready. Grind up my weed. Weed's ready. Grab my paper, crumple my paper first, get it nice and ready. This you is all crumple. this is all what I'm doing in Pro Tools with vocals, with with beats, with with stems and everything like that. I'm tucking, I'm gain staging, Remember, I'm no doing stems in weed though. Doing all that. No, we 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 ain't doing stems in the weed. We're doing stems in the sessions though. <laughs> so I got everything I got everything in order. Now what is my job? I got everything. Alright, you got everything in formation. Now you gotta tuck. I'm gonna tuck these vocals in. I tuck these vocals in. The best is the beat. The beat is what I'm considering the bass for all this. Yeah. So I'm going to tuck. Keep tucking. Keep tucking. Ooh, I got a shape. That's a shape. Roll. Lay. Put out the track. Smoke that joint. Smoke that joint. You feel me? Because that joint is fire. It's that simple. So you, <laughs> you get the beat. The beat could be a backwood. It could be a paper. It could be a front or your leaf, whatever like that. You got You got your bass. You put your weed, your vocals in there, and then you tuck that motherfucker in there until it's perfect, and then you got a solid track right there. You can smoke that. That's audio dope. And I think that the, uh, I like I, that. I, the one of my biggest takeaways from that is actually the fact that for a lot of people that do roll often, it's kind of a combination of you're not really paying too much attention. Like, you're almost blissful. Like, you're not, like, trying to, like, measure it. Like, it's science. Oh, yeah. It's like, like if you're trying to be a feeling. scientist, like, if you're a maniacal roller, you weird first off. Yeah, so if you're, like, trying to make it super science <laughs> or, like, really analytical about it, it doesn't work. And the second thing is, like you said, the shape sometimes is different every time. Every and time. And that's okay. That's okay. Everything will smoke the same. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's kind of like, so, w- according to drums... So you're saying you make it fit in by matching in the volumes, like getting that volume. I'm starting right if you. With. So first off, it's sound selection. At first, when I was like starting to come up, I had no idea what sound selection was. It's I was like, "Yo, man, I got these do. sounds from YouTube, and I'm finna go up." Or I got these sounds from whatever site I did. That's it. That's how I was with drums. I was like, 
I'm gonna go get a drum set. I, mean, I don't really know anything. Ooh, about you came home with that. Fi- you came home with that Fisher mm. Price drum oh, set. Oh yeah, the Toys R Us. And tried to get it. You tried to go. Yeah. You tried to then, go Beatles on that John. Then I went and I was like, cool. I'm just gonna get the Pow Pro $100 mic kit for like 13 mics. Mm-hmm. That should be amazing. That's gonna be great. And then I listened to the recordings. I'm like, why does it sound like doo-doo? Sounds like disappointment. What is this? (laughs) Sound selection, people, is a big thing. Whether you're recording samples, if you're recording live drums, please educate yourself on what it is exactly makes a record sound great. And part of that, actually the majority part of that when it comes to production, aside from being creative, is having good tone. Whether it's good good kicks... Good 808. You gotta tune. You gotta tune your 808. You gotta tune your samples. You got It's the same reason I say that not everybody that thinks they can sing should be a singer. Not because you can't sing or you have a weird tone, but realistically speaking, sometimes you need to find a unique sound for yourself. It could have effects. It could have delays. It could have anything. But you don't have to be Celine Dion every time. Yeah, and I think it's actually really important to bring up that. Not every tone is for every song. Like exactly. For example, some songs it slaps like really subby with no harmonics, just like really low, right? Some songs it's like I got no low end and it's distorted as crap and it sounds amazing. You know, like yeah. and it doesn't work for every. So it's like sound selection doesn't mean you got you have one kick drum that knocks real hard or one eight oh eight. Now you also that means like reading you have to the know song, how to like, fit the vibe, fitting into it. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta think about it. You can't just be coming with the same kick drum on every joint. Like, bam. All right, you're not I gonna get, have Van I get Halen you. solo over her. I get, you, I get your sound, but I know you got two kicks. Yo, <laughs> it was about this time last year when Nels came up to me and we high fived at Cold House, and he came in for the night and I left for the evening. And he said, "Yo, DK, you gotta listen to this kick drum." I said, "Yeah," and he showed me this kick drum sample. And he's like, "Yeah, that used to be a synthesizer." And I was like, where, like, that used to be some sort of, like, this used to be a sample or something like that. And you, like, turned it into a kick drum or an 808. It was disgusting. Oh, you should see the things Ice is doing with the sampling. So tell us tell us some of your secrets. So we don't really talk too much about production. What do That's you uh, terrible. recommend? Why? About, because it's a mixing podcast. But, like, this is a good point. This is a good point. Let's bring up production. We did have an episode about, like, the stages of production and how to actually go about making a record. But you know what? It's good to have the view of a producer who's uh who one is actively getting paid to produce mm-hmm. two me and dk are actively getting paid to engineer so we can understand production from the point of view as an engineer mm-hmm. but you really know what it is to be a producer in the room getting the artist from point a to b you know what i mean yeah, yeah. so that's i feel like that's the insight you can offer more than we can yeah not producing from a mixer's yeah. mindset but a producer from a pr- producing from a producer's mindset a mm. creator yeah because you really make the records that we engineer. Most definitely. You know what I mean? So tell, tell us some of uh, what's kind of your go-to thing or how do you like to start or what's your system, your flow? I start with melody first. Melody. Anybody can start with drums. That's cool. Drums slap. <laughs> it's just a fact. Drums, you can get lost in drums for hours trying to, you back in the day, make a fire drum loop. Now you got to sit all day and find a sample that matched that intense drum, drum loop that you yeah. just made. That could take hours. You're going to be get tired of the drums and things like that. If I start with the melody, I could feel everything out before I go and make things, you know, staples. Mm-hmm. Before I go in and I'm fully 
you know, working with fire and I'm burning things. I can kind of just test the water with things like, ooh, how's this hi-hat swing? Yeah. How's yeah. this How's this rim shot sound here if I were to place it? Oh, I don't like it there. I'm going to take it and put it over here. Yeah. And you know what? I feel like that just goes back to the old school uh, relationships of uh, bass and drummer. Realistically, like the bass player's got the groove of the song. He may come up with the concept and be like, yo, give me four to the floor real quick. Like, let's hear what's going on. And the drummer would be like, oh, it'd also be dope if we actually were to do it with like these kind of tom patterns starting out and then switch over. And then over. switch to this pocket. And- yeah, yeah. And that's how like a lot of producers are really their own uh, bass and drummer relationship, but it has to start with the melody. Mm-hmm. Because, same thing, imagine the drummer just walks in and be like, yo, I want to play this pattern. Okay, well, all right, let me figure out a bass line for that now. And the bass player may be tinkering around a lot, but it's a lot faster production if it's more the bass player walks in with the melody and says, mm-hmm. hey, like, what do you think of this? I kind of like this groove. Like, I was thinking it can go this way, it can go that way, it can go that way. But a drummer can't walk up to a bass player and be like, hey, here's four to the floor. I got this idea for a melody, but it's that on, that's the only melody I made this beat for. You know what I mean? That's a fact. It's a... A sad day in those days. It really is, because that's it's just the way it goes. Yeah. So when you're working in the in the room, you know everybody wants the 808 loud. Mm-hmm. You're producing in the room with the artists, obviously. Yo, artists hate why, artists hate me first off because I don't make things. Your 808s are the loudest fucking thing in the room. I don't make things loud until they leave. So uh, like during the whole session, every artist would complain to me and be like, "Yo, turn it up, turn it up, turn it up," and I'm like. Yeah, you're not finna compromise my ears for this session. Yeah. Like, I enjoy what I do, but at the same time, I know that I'm only gonna be able to hear for so long yeah. because of the job profession that I chose. Like I said, I've been doing this since I was nine. So, yeah. my ears, I don't know how long these Jones is gonna stay crisp. So, for right now, I'm gonna try to preserve them for as long as I can. I mix really, really low so that my mastering engineers have room to do what they do best. Dope. Yeah. I love that. That's actually the way you kind of realistic. But now nah, artists hate like artists artists hate studio. me. So I'll make it loud. Like when they leave, I'll turn the eight. Yeah, my eight oh eights are loud after the fact. But when I'm making the beat, you're gonna hear at least fifty complaints. Like, yo, can you turn it up? Or during recording, yo, can you turn the beat up? And I'm just like, yo, man, you're not gonna overpower this beat and overwrap this this song. Yeah. Just so you can be heard. Like you can be heard when you get out the booth, and then you can get hype, and then we could we could celebrate and throw throw a whole party, but. Until then, you're going to stay at around, like, I think I'm maxing out at, like, negative <laughs> 12. Yeah, really? that's honestly, that's the yeah, same for me. I'm maxing yeah. out at, like, negative 12 dB when I'm, when I'm tracking. Yeah, what's funny is uh, a lot of people talk about, like, where's the sweet spot of, like, uh, tracking vocals, sweet spot for tracking, like, live bass or whatever. But the reality is, I always tell people it's case by case. So what my favorite thing to do is just... Drop the two track that they provided me all the way down to where Yo. when the vocals are hitting like minus uh, 18, minus 16, minus 14 max. That's considered nine, loud. Minus 12, yeah, that for me is like, hey, man, you're going to have to start turning down the fader on the vocal. Like, I prefer that because it gives me a ton of headroom. And, you know, like you you asked me to work with Ari because my history with like Keisha and other dynamic like female vocalists where it's like. You need all the headroom for days. All the headroom you can get cause yeah. it's, but because the vocals finna fluctuate. But because of that, I've noticed that these same like uh, more dynamic vocalists will ask for their headphones to be louder because I have to keep their mics low enough to not distort on the way in. So what do we end up doing? We put some like 
near zero latency limiter on the send to their headphones, or we just do an external really loud cue box for them. The cue box so be if they stupid. Want, yeah, I, I'm always walking into the booth like, Are Yo, those how the is this thing? How is this? Away? How is this thing so loud? Yeah, it's like, how did y'all listen like this? Like the drummer has his volume lower. Like, how many headphones have we broken this month? Like, the last couple months? It was like three pairs or Let's something like see. that. Let's see. Two Audio-Technicas, a Bear Dynamic, and... If, they, if you get them so loud that they break, yeah, yeah that's guys, impressive. I get the high-resistance Bears, the 250 ohms. They're meant to be really hard to get loud enough for a reason. Not because you I also want run you to have your headphones loud. louder, but they actually have a better sound. But the sad part is... I've never actually seen anyone except for, like, a client in the booth break one. Like, I've never met an engineer that broke one. I've never met a producer that broke one. But it's always in the booth you are running that you through find the, out. You're running through the little labs, though. Man, shout out to, to uh, <laughs> Jonathan Little from Little Labs. He makes an amazing headphone amp called Bruh. the Mono Tour. And i got to say, it's the only headphone amp that I guarantee my, oh my clients gosh, I just will got have that. their ears bleed. The oh Mono gosh. Tour. I just got that. Yeah, because you can. Uh, the amazing thing about it is this: I keep a monitor. <laughs> I actually keep two with me at all times. Like I have one that was at Keisha's house, and I have one at Nick Cannon's studio. And the only reason that I have them there is because they always ask, like, "Why doesn't my headphones sound great?" But then you see they only got like a fifty dollar headphone amp. Yeah. You know, or they're running through like cheap cables and everything. There's always some skimping going on here and there at everybody's studios, but. When I finally tried this headphone amp out, I'm like, this is perfect for the hip-hop clients and right. the R&B clients where it's they so want amazing. bleeding headphones every time because it can get so loud. I've watched them destroy the headphone with that headphone amp before they actually ever asked me again, it's such a can great I amp. get it louder? Dang. It's such That's a great so amp. crazy. I've, uh, yeah. Be careful with your ears. I think uh, DJ Ice brought up a good point. You know, take care of yourself, your ears. I'm not finna max out my ears just because you want it loud right now. Like, we're not going to go back and forth on this. It's not negotiable. It's nothing personal. Am I it's getting just, hazard pay when we're loud? I just want to know, like, when I can't hear my kids scream for me, like, damn, are you finna pay the price of this? Like, like how does this work? Like, is this yeah. fall under you because you had, you had that session? And you were trying to break my speakers too, like. Yeah. I awesome. just want to know. Yeah, respect you, gear people. I just want to know. Yeah. So let's see. Uh, more more things about the 808s and the drums. Uh, within the hip hop culture, mm -hmm. let's talk about uh, acoustic drums or samples or something mm -hmm. versus uh, digital like 808s. Yo, and Jake stuff. One got some of the hardest snares that I think I've ever heard in my life. Hmm. Jake, yo, Jake One's percussion kits and Does he do acoustic? Or Yes, bro. He's nasty. It's amazing. That's I'm wild. I'm more of a live kit guy, but synth eight oh eight. Really mm. because I I've I've grew up with metal, so I'm so used to Wait, hold on, hold on, wait, wait. Set. You said a synth eight oh eight. Hold on, I'm trying to think. An acoustic eight oh eight, just like recording. No, acoustic, acoustic kick and synth eight oh eight. No, but I'm saying like how do you make a acoustic eight oh eight? Just like pitching it down. Actually, that would be a good well, idea. If you really think about what uh, what an 808 is, it's just a, it's a sine mm. wave. Mm. You know what I mean? But, Literally. Mm. Well, not just a sine wave. It's it's really just a synthetic bass note uh, 
created by a bunch of different waves. But it's but also percussive. It's also percussive, but if you think about it, like, if you got anything and just filtered it out, like, let's say you get anything a truck get turned driving into an down the road, and it's shaking the road. You know it's got a lot of bass content to it. If you were to filter everything above 60 hertz on that and then set that to, like, center C. Yeah. And then just play that. That's your 808. You You just made an acoustic 808 from a truck driving past you. Those heavy things are shaking my walls, and I can record it and make an 808 out of it. So so the question is, how do you treat differently uh, digital drums versus acoustic drums in a hip-hop mix? Like, which one is... Man, listen, if the drum's gonna slap, the drum's finna slap, so I'm finna do whatever I can to make them shit slap. I don't care if it's if it's synthetic. I don't care if the motherfucker was made by Van Halen. So if you feel like it don't matter to me, the yeah. drum sample is a drum sample, whether, wherever you got it from, it could be recorded on a little iPhone speaker, be recorded on this microphone right here, provided to us by Latin Audio. Latin... Latin. It don't matter. That's that's my theme song for them. I'm sorry, guys. I'm a terrible singer. Can we auto tune that in post? <laughs> we got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Go. in post we got you. you well, know I don't what know key what you key that. We'll, I'll put we'll try it on mixed in key. We'll fi- we'll figure it out. Ooh. Okay, auto key. But auto key. uh, shout out to Antares <laughs> too. One of our other sponsors. You feel me? Yeah. But uh, okay, so what do you, what do you think about uh compression on digital drums? Because in acoustic kits, a compression is because the snare head is never going to be the same. Bro, what does yeah. a compressor do? Exactly. I don't use compressors on samples like where it's the same velocity. Compressor is really just going to control dynamic range, but when a sample is the same volume all the way around, like you really don't need a compressor. You don't need it, but sometimes it distorts. Make it louder if you wanted to. Sometimes it adds that little little more. Not compressing. I'm not compressing shit. Yeah. You know what I tend to do more than anything on percussion. I actually do minimal compression. I actually do more transient designing. Transient designing has I've yeah. just, adding, I just like got release, uh, adding, 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 all that yeah. kind of stuff. But my favorite one is Transgressor Two from Boz, uh, because you can actually do frequency dependent uh, transient design. So you can actually make like two hundred hertz to four hundred hertz on the kick drum resonate longer, but you can also kill the decay at like sixty hertz. So you have more of a woofy kick. Or you could do the opposite. Have more resonance at 80 hertz and drop everything on the on the release frequencies around like 200 hertz and pass. And then now you got this long tail kick or long tail resonant like 808. But realistically speaking, like frequency dependent transient designing is a form of compression, but it's a very unique way. It's almost like EQing the actual performance of the as, sample. I see it as like top end design type, yeah. type of deal. I'm rocking with the SPL joint. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. With the one from Plugin Alliance. No, which one? I think the official one. Did oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And what about uh? Okay, so we're actually gonna. Come I just up got it. A new question here, but uh, what are your favorite? Like we like. Bro, to how could you read that? I got my glasses on. That this shit time. says best what? Best coloring method. So nigga, you need what are your best <laughs> handwriting method. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> This shit is dying. Bro. <laughs> right so he, picked, he had 64 out of the box that he could have picked, to, and he picked the Dave. lightest, the lightest <laughs> Sharpie that he could. No, it's not writing on the <laughs> Oh, my goodness. But, uh, yeah. A whole what? white box. <laughs> FedEx box. FedEx box that he could have <laughs> So what are some favorite ways to distort or try to find a different color or tone? Man, throw, throw whatever on it. Oh, decapitator is my favorite. Decapitator, Yo, which man, says listen, sound toys, sound things. toys. It's almost Black Friday, so I'm finna. We finna talk 
Cause oh I need, yeah, sound I need, toys. I need the bundle again. Y'all playing games with my emotions? They actually have. Uh, did you see that they released like what they call the effects rack? It's basically yeah, I'm the not, majority no, of their not, plugins. Not, not doing it. No, no, no! I need the Yo, standalones. It's, it's, no, no, the standalones are gonna are are still gonna work if you get the bundle, but they also include effects rack now in the bundle. So if you get the bundle, you'll get all the standalones, but they include effects rack. We gonna see. So it's just like so you can chain all of the different exactly. Packets. Like if you wanted to throw that on like some vocal throws, you can add Decapitator and Echo Boy and all that kind of stuff and do it all in one plug-in versus doing it in three or four. Yeah, I'd rather do it in three or four. So Decapitator, how do you like to use Decapitator? Um, Depends on what it is. Uh, Since we're talking like production on bass, I actually like to just set it to punish automatically. Like I really want to hear it. If you don't set it to punish, what are you doing? Because you can always blend it down, but Punish is really giving you a very obvious show of what you're you're choosing between it's like the Neve or the API emulations and all that. But uh, I really like their tube emulation for 808s, uh, especially like super deep sub ones, and then taking the mix knob down on that. But you can play with the darkness or or brightness on control on it in the center. That way you can really shape, like, okay, am I getting really deep on the 808, or am I actually making it a little bit brighter, wanting it to cut through a little more and filtering out a little bit of that low end? Voice of God is also great for that. Voice of God. Uh, yeah, Voice of God on 808s. Mm. Yeah, add Decapitator and Voice of God uh, right Done. behind it. It's really good. Done. Yeah. What about you, Ice? Bro, I'll be cheating. I'll be using so many things. you be using lo-fi? Distort lo-fi. Yo, man, I'm I'm one. Of, I think I'm one of the only chosen ones that don't use lo-fi. Thank you. Using lo, I I be seeing it in sessions, and I just be like, yo, niggas is weird. The, the saturation just, is weird on that. This is like y'all this. All right, I guess like different strokes for different folks. Like, I guess it's not I, my thing. So I rock with I rock with the. Uh, I be rocking with stock shit. The Sands, the Sands amp. Oh, the Sans oh, amp. The, oh, what is it, the, the bass one a Yo, I have no idea. But yeah. It's in, but it's in Pro Tools, and it's amazing. Yeah, yeah I it's rock, stock. I rock with that. I've never tried um, that on any weight. If we're talking non-stock, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. I've been able to not use the Capitator because I use that. Um, I rock with Max Bass, mm-hmm. R Bass. Mm-hmm. And I'll give y'all one more. Let me think. If I, I'll, give, I'll give one for the FL people. Learn that soft clipper. Soft clipper. That soft clipper. See, it came full circle back to soft clipper. Learn the soft clipper. Please learn it properly, guys. We we the, get a the lot mix, of files. FL that are just FL gives you it than, gives you a mix knob. Mm, it gives you yeah. a mix knob. You can dial it in on how much. It's basically like you doing like parallel compression. That's exactly what it is, but in just a more colorizing form. And so as we wrap up the show, uh, I want to say the last thing is. My favorite, if you're listening right now for 808s, I'm gonna throw in the black box, HG2, oh, so good. and Use the Vertigo VS VCS3. Can we throw a third? Yes. Ozone nine. Ozone nines, just ozone in general. They're yeah. saturator. They're saturator. The fact that you can choose different types of saturation um, frequency as you choose it. All right. Like I all like right, that. All right. Since y'all throwing these, I'll throw in the T-Rex. Oh yeah, T-Rex is great. T-Rex yeah. is actually dope. 
I've never used yeah. T-Rex yet. T-Rex actually, slaps. Yeah, T-Rex is actually a really cool tool to actually have in your arsenal, especially if you're starting out. Like, they're actually pretty cheap. So before the, the camera cuts out, we got to end the episode. Uh, you can find us on YouTube as well as listening to the podcast. Thank you for listening. Please leave us comments, subscribe, whatever, follow, everything, all the above. Find Ice on Instagram at... DJ Ice with two E's dot TFO. Dot TFO. That's right. That's right. And we'll have his link in the description below as well again. Thank you so much for listening, my friends. Happy mixing and stay saucy. One, two, three. If you'd like to take advantage of my free guides and online videos, please check out links.dkmixes.com. That's links.dekeimixes.com. Are you tired of using Google Drive or Dropbox to send files to clients? Well, never get burned again with FilePass. I love and use FilePass exclusively for sending files to my clients. It's a cloud file sharing website specifically made by engineers for engineers. It's absolutely amazing. Go to mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash FilePass to check out the full feature list and subscribe today. Never lose another dime to burned projects. Happy mixing, my friends, and enjoy the show.